John chapter 8. I want to talk about a very important subject this morning that you're well aware of, but I'm going to call it a life of conviction. And I don't mean incarceration, like the judge convicts someone. I'm talking about having a mainstay, a foundation inside of your life where you have boundaries, you have borders, you have, you have things in your life that a conviction sets you inside a, uh, a life that you're not willing to violate or go out of. It says in chapter 8, one of the most famous scriptures that everybody knows, they almost always misquote this. Uh, they, uh, they misquote this one the same as the root of money is the root of all evil. And it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And here they quote this one. This one says in verse 32, the Lord Jesus says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, how that one's misquoted is obviously the truth will make you free. No, it's the truth you know that'll make you free. Amen? Woohoo! praise God. So ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Let's say it together. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, let's first person that. And I shall know the truth, and the truth shall make me free. Amen. So it's the truth you know. So if freedom is important to you, to be out of bondage, to be out of any kind of limitation, then our job is not to go get another job. Our job is not to pinch pennies and... See how we can get by. Our job is to know the truth. Because if you know the truth, you're free. So we've got to get on the right path. Well, it takes a lot of time to know the truth. It pays off. It pays off. The word free there, I looked it up because you just never know what is translated in the English. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. What, what the implication there is, is you'll know the truth and the truth will make you as free as Jesus. Not just freer, but as free as Jesus. Isn't that amazing? How free is that? Well, that's free indeed. Amen. The word free there, I looked it up, it means exempt from every debt and liability. Free. You don't owe anybody financially, but you're not in debt to anybody um, for anything. I've helped people just like you have, and sometimes they want to come back to you and say, oh, I just appreciate you. You've helped me. I'm indebted to you. But that's not true at all. That's The debt's not to me. Uh, sometimes people will help you, and they want you to be indebted to them. Well, you know, I helped you back then. Right. Even sometimes parents will pull that. That's That's a little bit tough right there when your parents say, you owe me because I raised you and I put shoes on you and I put this, that, and the other. But the debt is the debt is not, I don't owe the debt to my parents or anyone else. I owe the debt to Jesus. He facilitated people to come and minister to me to help me, but the root was always him. It was always coming from him through people. And then, of course, we get a blessing when we administrate his provision and supply in every way. But it means to be exempt from every debt and liability, real and imagined. So even if you are free and you don't know you're free, you can be in debt. 
or you can be in bondage. Lots of people are sick and don't know that the, the door's open and they can walk out. But they're healed by the stripes of Jesus. They just don't know it. Jesus is not going to go do anything more for them to get free. He's already done everything. Is that right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So he's already given everybody everything. Let's look in verse 36. If the son, speaking of himself, if the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. So how free? Well, as free as he is, as free as you can be. The word indeed there, that seems like an odd word, especially for King James, but it means to be clean. He shall make you free. Ye shall be free without any kind of anything on you. It means of a certainty, free absolutely. I want to be that free. You all know of anything in your life where you're not free? Things you're thinking about? Things that dog you? We're not free in those areas. Worries, anxiousness, concerns, financial things, relational things, symptoms in your body. You get a little lump, you get a little bump, you get a little, you know, a knot here or there. And boy, can your mind go somewhere. Whoo, it can take you to the grave in 13 minutes. You can be dead and gone. And then you're mad at everybody that didn't show up at your funeral. I mean, that's, that's, that's bondage. And so we want to be free. The Lord wants us to be free. The Amplified Version of verse 36 says, then you are really and unquestionably free. Let me read that. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye are really and unquestionably free. The Young's literal. Didn't get your scriptures, Barry. Bless the Lord. The Young's Literal Translation says, If then the Son may make you free, in reality ye shall be free. So it's all about Jesus. There's no peace that comes from watching a sunset or getting in the woods and having everything quiet, looking at a garden, isn't that beautiful? I'm just at peace. Peace doesn't come that way. You're not free because as soon as you step out of that garden, as soon as the sun goes down, reality snaps to and you're back. It's just an emotional escape. And I'm all about it. Go to the mountains. Go to the beach and just listen to the waves come in. I had a friend tell me one time, he said, what good is that to just hear the waves come in? I, I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> it it's, it's good for me, you know. Go listen to a frog croak in the swamp if you want to, but I, I, I like the waves coming in. It does something. So the Lord's the reason I'm talking about these things this morning because the Lord got on to me this week, and I, what he does for me, I do for you. Um, how free are you if you have to average your areas that you are free, like if you're free financially? Some people, get they get it about their money. They don't even think about their money but they are just incessantly concerned about their health or vice versa. People that just are never sick, but their money is a big deal or whatever. But if you, how free are you if you have to take the good that you're free in with the bad that you're bound in and average them? You know, we can all point to areas that says, listen, I'm happy as I can be. 
I like what I'm doing here. I, this is good. But then I've got this other area. So we're bound. Even if we're free in some areas and we're not in others, those other areas can drag you down. They can take you out. You don't, you don't have to be free. You don't have to be bound in everything to be bound. We've got to get free in every area. So this word, back to verse 32, ye shall know the truth. Now, what is that word? Ye shall know the truth. I know some things in the Bible, and I believe them. How about you? I believe it. I know people, you probably do too, that believe that they're children of God, that they believe they're going to heaven. But then when you listen to them in certain situations, you get them in a pressure situation, get them in a, a deal where things are going the other way, they'll start saying things that make you know that they don't know about heaven. They don't know for sure they're going to heaven. They'll say they are. Oh, yeah, I'm, Jesus is my Savior. But then if you clutch them, they'll start coming up with other stuff. I hope I am. I hope I'm good enough. I hope this is working. Certainly in healing and certainly in finances, which has a great unknown out there, we could all suffer and trip up. The word know here, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, is the word that means to be resolved. Say it with me. To be resolved. So there's a process to knowing. I, I, it, it's an intimate understanding. You might say that when you were dating, I just took you back decades. I just took you back <laughs> centuries <laughs> when you were dating. Hallelujah. But back in that process, hallelujah, when you, you, you saw someone and you go, I'm interested in her. Yeah, let's, uh, I'll, I'll work out a plan here to, to meet where she's going and, you know, and just uh, sit there and all this and make a conversation. You started making plans to know her because you don't want to make any commitments or you don't want to base anything, uh, put much weight on something that you don't know. It means to be resolved. It's a process. Healing is a process. The new birth is a process. People are quick to say yes to Jesus, but if, you, if they don't resolve it, if they don't work the process, they'll come out of that process. They'll get unborn again in their heads. Now, they're not, but if they really made Jesus the Lord of their life, they really are born again. But it's a process. To know the truth is something that has to be resolved. It also means to be sure. It means to understand, and here it is. It means to know absolutely. Could you say that with me? To know absolutely. Now, if you listen to stuff long enough, you can get the talking points of something, and you can just know what somebody else knows. Brother Hagen used to preach about things that, were, that worked for him. But because he had a relationship with the Lord Jesus that a lot of the people that were reading his material did not, it didn't work for them, and they would complain. They'd say, this doesn't work for me. I think he had a book out, Four Steps to uh, Financial Freedom. Well, they worked for him because he had a trust. He had an intimate understanding. He had a, he had a, a long-term process behind him where he came to some things and said, I know that. I'm sure about that. It's absolute. Therefore, the process worked for him. But people just coming along and saying, okay, step one says do this. Okay, I'll do that. Step two says do this. You might not get the right results because there's a process involved. 
Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians all have those processes. We have processes here where we all believe something corporately, but that if you get put on the line individually, you may not be able to produce. Well, my pastor says, or yeah, my church believes, we believe. That's not the same as knowing. You shall know the truth. And the truth you know, having an intimate understanding, having an absolute belief, a confidence and assurance in that truth, then that truth will set you free. you got to put the key all the way in and turn it. Just having the key is not enough. And so we've had a lot of discrepancy even in our own ranks concerning healing, concerning prosperity. We ought to be so immersed in what we believe that it works for us in the most uncommon and impossible situations every time. That our faith is kind of like uh, the, the, the DVR, where you can go to a section on the menu called On Demand. And used to, you know, you had to wait until a certain time when, you know, ABC was going to air a movie and you, it comes on at 8 o'clock. The Titanic comes on at 8 o'clock. But if you, if you showed up at 9 o'clock, you missed the boat. <laughs> well, now you can just, you can just start at any time. It's amazing. I don't know how they do that, but it's amazing. There's a lot of things they do that are amazing. And so we have to be where no matter what we're going through, no matter what's in our experience, we are on demand concerning healing. We know what to do, and we know how to get results because we know the truth. We know it. We're not acquainted with it. We don't know somebody that knows it. We don't just are around it. Yes, that's what we believe, meaning them, meaning corporately. We've got to be able to pull the trigger and hit the target for ourselves every single time. This word know, let me just read you some scriptures that where this word is also used. In 1 Corinthians 2.8, it says, remember this about the Lord Jesus. It says, which none of the princes of this world knew talking about his resurrection, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So none of the princes of this world knew. They kind of had a, a, a uh, large panoramic picture, but they didn't understand the details because when they crucified the Lord Jesus, the trap was sprung. The, the wire came over and the mouse was dead. The devil got snapped. It's in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, the very scripture we just read. Ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Ye know. How does prosperity work? How does supply for work for you? Is there's an intimate understanding that has to be put in. It's a process. You can't just say, show up at church and say, I'll have a little of that. I'll have what they're having. That's what they say in the, in the restaurant. I'll have what he's having. You can't do that and make it work. You have to individually and personally and specifically go and put an understanding, a knowing inside of you concerning the scriptures. And just because, you know, Justin's making it work or Shanita's making it work or whatever doesn't mean it'll work for you because it's not the truth that sets you free. It's the truth that you know that sets you free. Now, it's going to be easier in a place like this because we're all in corporate agreement. Some people go to churches and, and you know, they're, 
they're filled with the Holy Ghost and the rest of the congregation is not, and they're believing in spite of what the doctrine is being preached. Amen? Y'all know those. 2 Timothy 2.19 says, The Lord knoweth them that are his. Aren't y'all glad? He, <laughs> he's not got a, a loose list on a, on a tablet where the pages are coming out. It says, well, I thought you were in there. Either you're not in there or I lost that page. No, he knoweth them that are his. And, and he says, And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from equity. 1 John 2.3 says, And hereby... Hereby we do know that we know him. Do you know him today? Do you know him today? Well, yeah, I believe. <laughs> you got to be able to get through every clutch, through every pressure, every situation. You got to be able to pass every test, every time to say, I know him. They put a gun to your head and say, renounce him and you'll live. If you say Jesus is Lord, we're blowing your brains out. You you got to know what you know. You got to be able to pass that test. Now here's what started all this. This is what the Lord told me. He said the truth that you know is called a conviction. Truth that you don't know. I mean you believe. Yeah, I believe that. I believe Jesus is the healer. Uh, like this young man told me, he says, I believe in Jesus. Well, then, you know, you got to talk about James that says, or Ephesians, that says even the devil believes and trembles. So believing Jesus is real is not enough. Truth that you know is called a conviction. So now we have a way to measure what we know and to see if it's going to set us free. Now, here's, here's the part that he really talked to me about, and I'd never heard this before. The strength of a conviction is based on the knowledge of options. Everybody can say, I believe. But in the clutch, and you know what I say, when I say in the clutch, when you're in the faith fight, you got a symptom, you got a, you got a, a need, a financial need or whatever, and you're in the faith fight, and there's options to bail out. The biggest one we have right now, and I'm not taking a position on it, but I'm just giving you a real, real, uh, this is one everybody of us knows, that it's when, if someone gets a diagnosis for cancer, and they say, well, I'm a believer. Y'all know those people. And they tell you, well, there's a chemo and a radiation therapy or protocol, whatever you call it. And this is what our people, we have this success rate and we have this kind of, you know, and you have to decide right there. Now, tell me if I'm wrong, what you're going to do. Because you got a conviction on one side that says, by his stripes, ye were healed. I believe. And then you have a plethora of people that believed that, that went to the grave. And so that's all in there. It's called an option. And so we take our knowing, we assess what we know of the truth, and we make our call on that. It could be a hundred other things. Financial, you know what I'm talking about. I'm just using that. It's not saying that people that are bad are the ones that use radiation and chemo. It just means that they're not the same as somebody that says, 
I don't know how this thing got into my life, but I'm ending it right now because the word is true and I know it's true and I have no doubt. I have a full confidence about the, the word. And right now that ends and this begins, stuff like that. It starts rising up. The highest would be to never have it, to never have that diagnosis. But sometimes they will lie to you. They don't mean to necessarily lie, but they do. Uh, I told you about my grandson. He had that, uh, the, had that heart issue. He was like an elephant. He's 17 years old. And uh, it was like an elephant, he said, was on his chest. He was on the bathroom floor, and I went to see, on, see about him because his parents were out of town. Took him down here to Med South. And the first thing they did, they said, this boy's on drugs. I said, uh, I said, Carter. He said, Pa, I didn't do it. I, I do not. I have never and I don't take drugs of any kind. And, and you could tell all the medical staff were rolling their eyes like, yeah, that's what they all say to everybody. And it just devastated Carter. And I said, Carter, they have to. They have to say what they said, but that doesn't mean you have to own up to it. And I stuck with him. And, he, and then when they got him to DCH, guess what? They reran that test, and they'd made a mistake. So we had to go through a little bit of, you know, counseling, as it were, to get this out. But I'm telling you, there's mistakes. There's, there's things. You don't have to go by the medical. So they wouldn't even necessarily know that what they saw the first time, a spot or a lump or whatever, is actually true or that you couldn't change that between now and then. I'm just telling you we've got options, and options are the enemy or the antithesis to a conviction. The more options you have, the less likely you're going to be able to carry through with your conviction. Obviously, if you're on some deserted island, and some, something happens to you medically, and you don't have options, you're going to be able to believe God a little better than having, you know, Blue Cross call you and say, we got options, and we'll pay for all of them. Y'all hear what I'm saying? I'm just using that. I'm not on medical this morning. I'm just saying that's one way we could look at it. It's financial. It's everything. You want to stand for your money? You want to believe God for the finances to be there? Or do you want to go to the bank? you got options. People that can't go to the bank, they're more likely to stand their ground or go without. Okay. Plan B is the torpedo. I wrote down, plan B is the torpedo to your faith ship. When you got an option, then you've got a real decision to make. And you've already really made it. You just have to find it inside. So people, you've been with them, I've certainly been with them, that when it doesn't go, when their faith doesn't go like they want it to, they'll complain. They'll say, they'll accuse God saying, I was in faith. I was in faith. And yet it still didn't happen. That's accusing the word. Y'all hear me what I'm saying? That the word doesn't always work or it doesn't always work for everybody. But I'm here to tell you that the word always works and it always works for everybody that knows the truth. The truth they know will set them free. So no, when people said I was in faith, what they really are not saying is, is I had an option and I took it. 
And I want to be able to take one option and still be in faith. But there is no option. Now, you can go a different way. And I've heard this, and I'm not saying it's wrong. People say, I'm going to believe God for the doctor to do what he needs to do and be right there in surgery and everything go well and them to get it all. Or I'm going to, you know, or I'm going to believe for this radiation to do what it's supposed to. I'm not saying that you can't, you can't go that way with faith. I would say you need to. Would you all say you need to? Go, go to the doctor with all your faith. Don't say, I'm leaving it at home because I can't do it all. Go with all your faith. But it's just a different kind of faith. We're talking about having a conviction based on we're wanting to help ourselves and we're wanting to be able to minister to others. And to do that, you cannot be willy-nilly. You cannot be ambivalent. I want to I have a confidence in my faith that says I can go the end. We, we read books by Smith Wigglesworth, John G. Lake. We read them. What is their distinction? What, what sets them apart? Is they had convictions based on experience. They believed a certain way, and God came through, and it solidified what they believed, so they just never went back. When we moved to Alabama, we... We stepped out on the water, and it held us up, so to speak. And now, financially, you just can't run me off because I, we didn't have any options. <laughs> we left Texas with $3,000, and nobody said they would help us. We had to believe God. Well, he came through. And once he comes through on what you believe, you become unmovable. Nobody is able to say they're strong in faith that doesn't have a testimony about their faith fight. Don't think that you're being picked on because you went through something. You, you're not worth having until you've been through something and won. Nobody says, well, I believe, I'm believing God and never won that's going to come out until they believe God. You're going to have to believe God. It's, you're going to be tested. You're going to have to win that. You cannot take the option and say, my faith worked. Everybody's got to go through it. I hate to tell you. I mean, you don't have to go through cancer. I'm not talking about that. But you just have to win at something. You're going to have to have a boo-boo, and you're going to have to speak to it and win in order to be able to face the, 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 the trouble that's coming. So here it is. Conviction is the source of passion. Let me tell you, you ever found somebody that has passion? I'm not talking about zeal. I'm not talking about emotions. I'm talking about a passion where you get them off in the corner like our three missionaries down in Mexico. And I say ours because we're supporting them. But you couldn't, you couldn't say, listen, Bo, I'm going to give you $100,000 if you'll move to Alabama. It's, that's not it. It's not financial. It's not convenience. I don't know if they have air conditioning or not down there, but I'm telling you, Mexico is closer to the equator than Alabama, and it's plenty of caliente right here. <laughs> so it's not like we'll give you air conditioning in every room. It's, there's conviction there. God told us to do, and we're doing it, and we're not flinching. So when you find somebody that has passion, you'll find a conviction. Now, let's take that. It's real serious this morning. I'm sorry it's real serious. But if you want passion, you have to find a conviction. As long as you have options, when the heat gets turned up, when things get hard, if you have an option, 
you will bail. I've bailed. Have y'all bailed before? Where we just said, you know, I'm going to wait for a better time to sacrifice. <laughs> y'all notice it's always hard. It's like, I'm going to diet some other day. I don't want to diet right now. <laughs> like another day, you know, would be okay. Uh, so I have, right, I have wrote down here, I just wrote down what the Lord told me. Conviction is known truth. Say it with me. Conviction is known truth. When you know a truth and you will not come off of it, you will not flitter. You doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter the gun to your head. Renounce him. It doesn't matter what they, it doesn't matter. You are on your conviction. You are on that truth. You've got a conviction. We all have a conviction. I personally know that everybody in here has a conviction that heaven is real and that we'll all be there together. And it's not based on experience. It's not based on a testimony. Well, somebody came back and I just believed what they said. It's not that. That's happened, but you don't know any of them. It's based on that you meditated day and night, night and day. We talked about it. We looked at it a hundred places and you became convinced, persuaded. You had an intimate understanding that heaven is real and I'm going there. Well, now we have to take that some other places because you can't even prove that. Now, I can prove prosperity. I can prove healing. Can y'all lay hands on the sick? And when they recover, you just say it worked. Heaven, you can't even prove. And yet everybody I know that's a Christian believes in heaven and they've never been there and they haven't ever proved it. They don't even believe the stories about the people that went to heaven and came back. But you tell them about healing and you go, listen, I got testimonies of people. I've got people that were sick or that were near death. And we ministered to them according to the scriptures. And they absolutely changed, recovered, and are wonderful now. No medical reason. That proves it. And they'll still shake their head. So you can't go by testimony. You have to go what we're going to call meditation. Say it with me. Meditation. This is not hearing a sermon. This is not even reading a book. This is when you meditate, when you take a, a, a subject, a truth, and you meditate it. You put it in. When you're going to build a house or anything, you want to be sure and lay it on ground that's not too shaky. And so what they'll do is they'll, uh, they'll tamp stuff down. They won't just put a post in a hole and fill it up with loose dirt and then build a structure on it. They'll take that and they'll either put cement in it or they'll put dirt in it and they'll tamp it down. And then they'll put some more dirt, maybe some water, and they'll tamp it down. And based on that is based on how strong it will be. Same thing. We got to tamp it down. You have a sketchy little loose dirt uh, theology about healing. I believe, yes, pastor, put me in there. I can do it. But when a really bad wheelchair comes in, I mean, they're all bad, but I mean, when, when someone comes in and the Lord said, raise them up, well, we're going to find out how much, you, how much tamping time you put in because that thing will bite back. That thing will resist. That thing will, uh, will uh, try to resist this. I have down here that conviction is self-supporting. Now, do you know somebody with a conviction? 
You're somebody with a conviction, but do you know somebody that has a conviction, like our three Mexico guys, our Alabama guys in Mexico? They have a conviction. Not only is they convicted, but their wives are convicted. Could I have a better amen? You can't just go down there and say, honey, come on down. We're going we're gonna to go where there's no running water and no, uh, no indoor plumbing. And, uh, and it gets worse after that. There's the cartel that we're going to have to avoid, and they want to kill us all. Well, she's going to have to have a know the truth to be set free. She's going to have to have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus to sign up with Bubba. And then, to, and then raise your kids down there. Homeschool them. Raise them up and not have any regret. Okay. Let's go back to verse 31. I'm going to give the answer to this. Y'all want a conviction? Y'all want to live by conviction? I want to live by conviction. I don't want to live by religion. Religion is just a convenient way to live the gospel. It says, verse 31, Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, so they weren't critics, they were believers, and here he said, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Do you see that word indeed? It's the word that says, ab that's the word that means absolutely. Ye are my disciples absolutely if you continue in my word. So here we come to, to meditation. If you want a conviction about healing, about your money, you'll have to quit complaining. You can't complain about how the company doesn't pay you enough, doesn't pay you what you're worth. You don't get overtime. They don't have a good uh, 401k. Well, their retirement plan, they got new, all the stuff that people complain. Miss Madison, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? We all do. If you want to get it where you can live a healthy life and you can dominate symptoms so that every time you get a bump or a lump or a pain or a twinge or an achy, and I would say it's 64 and three-quarters years old, they come pretty regular. Am I right, Miss Mildred? <laughs> well, they do to me anyway. Uh, we get plenty of opportunities to say, what's that? What's that? And we have lots of opportunities to go to the Internet, to, to, to go to Dr. MD or whatever, ask, ask Doc, something anyway, I've heard them. And look up, what does that mean? When you go there, let me tell you, it's not going to help you. Occasionally, it'll say, ah, that's nothing. And you go, whew, but not every time. Yeah. So you got to meditate the word. I would challenge you this morning. I would challenge you this morning. We're going to start teaching on healing, on how to minister healing on Wednesday nights, I believe. I haven't got that for sure, but I think that's where we're going. We're going to meditate the Word, but I would challenge you to take the Scriptures instead of just reading them in Charles Capp's book or uh, another book, to actually go to concordance and dig them out yourself. Don't use any helps. Don't use any, I mean, any more than just to find out where the word healing is or whatever, and go look them up, and then look up the verses in front of it, and look up three or four verses behind it, 
and then take the actual verse, by his stripes ye were healed, and break it down like I did this morning. Find out what the word healed means. Find out what the word stripes mean. Dig it out. Spend 30 minutes on that scripture. Stuff that you just knew, hey, there's no need, I believe. We don't have to break that down, I just believe. Not the knowing that sets you free. I've seen all of us in action, myself included. We're on it, and sometimes we hit it, and sometimes it works, and we're always glad. But we want to get it where anybody can come in here at any time with anything. We have a confidence that if they ask us, would you pray for me, which is key, we can get it done. Got to have a better amen. I want that. Do you all want that? Now, we're not going to be that church that has the, uh, the stained glass windows and the steeple. And we're not the church that has a lot of liturgical um, massaging where we do the Lord's table. I've seen the Lord's table taken where they, it was like a military funeral where they snapped the white tablecloth and folded it. And, you know, you know it's, just, it's just liturgical. It's like, ah! Just throw the bread out there and pass the cup. <laughs> you know, we got to get to the real stuff instead of all the liturgical things and all the censer smoke and all the, uh, the bells chiming and all that. We got to get to truth inside so we can get truth outside. If you'll meditate the word with me on healing and on finances, you'll quit your third job. Let me just tell you, you won't need that anymore. You'll take your, med your third job time, maybe even your second job time, and say, I'm going to take the, the time that I was on that job, and I'm going to spend it meditating the Word. I'm telling you, it'll set you free. Money will come. Money follows ministry. Mark, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And What? Everything that you need will be added to you. Money follows ministry. Get out there, get somebody saved, get somebody healed. So what happens is, I have found, is that when you meditate the Word, then options disappear. A conviction does not allow the faults or the flesh or the carnal to come in. I'm not against, like I said, I don't want to be on cancer and on... Uh, on uh, radiation and chemo, and I sure don't want you to say that I messed you up about it, but I'm just saying there's a way. Now, when it hits you and you haven't known the truth, sometimes you've got to go do that. Did y'all hear me right there? If you get diagnosed and, and they say, I've been there, I've been there with my heart, where I should have been on top of it, and then it snuck in, it slapped me, and I wasn't ready to go the full way I wanted to go, what I've and I had, to, I had to peel off and take some options. But since then, since I got to live through it, I said, I'm not going to do that again. How about y'all? Slap you once, okay. Your fault. But don't let them slap you again. Let's get our money right. Let's get our money right so that when we come to the offering or when we minister to missionaries, where you get you a missionary. And I started out with one missionary, and I sent him 25 for six months. 
And then I took on another missionary. And then I took on a third one at 25. I'm just being honest with you all this morning. I'm, just, I'm not trying to tell you what I'm doing. I'm just telling you one way that you could do it. And then I took all three of them up to 35. And then I took one of them to 50. Left the other ones back. I just didn't have enough to go around. So I took the one that the Lord put on my heart, and I started sending him 50. And then after a few months, I started sending the other two 50. That's just the way I did it. There's a hundred ways to do it. But be givers. Give outside of this place. I do. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I have a vested interest in this, and I, I give, and you should give. You ought to lay hands on the sick. You ought to challenge your conviction so that if you, if you stay in a safe zone and you don't ever lay hands on somebody, it does not confront your conviction that I, these are healing hands. And this is a healing mouth. And when I open my mouth, devils are afraid of me. And when I lay hands on, the power of God is released. You've got to find somebody to keep that stirred up. Because every time you do it, your conviction is, is strengthened. And you go, and especially when they get healed right away, then you go, ah, yes. Then it makes you want to go meditate it again. You don't want to have any blowouts. Now, this is who we are. We are people of works. And I don't mean versus grace. I'm talking about where Jesus said, if you can't believe on me for what I, who I say I am, believe on me for the works that I do. Well, they, they, they may drive by this and say, ah, we don't believe we'll go in there. But when they hear the works, they'll take another look. We don't care one way or the other. We just want to serve the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So right now, let's pray just for a moment. I want you to be challenged in your conviction. I want you to right now rate what your life is, your, your whole life, concerning meditation and feeding your convictions and strengthening your intimate knowing, the knowing that you know about something, the, the, where you couldn't be talked out of or backed off of a particular truth you're just sure like going to heaven you're sure you're positive there's no room for discussion now move that over with me this morning to healing and just assess yourself one to ten or one to a hundred whatever and just say you know there's room here to know the truth better to know the truth intimately to have an understanding to be undeniably Sure, absolutely confident to have an unflinching, unswerving, unmovable understanding and tenacity to stand my ground concerning what the Word of God says to me. I want that. Help me right now. Help me. I want that. I want that in my life. I want to leave earth and have a conviction. I don't want the Lord to accuse, and he wouldn't, but just to say, did you just party down there? Did you just take care of yourself? Did you just pursue pleasure? Did you just, did you just be carnal? Or did you meditate my word day and night? Did you draw aside and give yourself to truth that you could know 
that would fill your heart until there was no options able to stay. I want that. I want the Lord to say, well done. And that's what he's going to say, well done. He's not going to say you stayed out of jail or you didn't, you didn't drink the whole six-pack. Yeah, I don't want him just to say that. I want him to say, you had some sure enough convictions, and that's why I was able to use you. I was able to put you in situations that nobody else could handle because you had some convictions that I knew you wouldn't flinch at. Some really tough stuff. I sent it to you, the wheelchairs and the cerebral palsy, because I knew you wouldn't faint. You wouldn't bail. You wouldn't, you would do it. And I can't do that until I know you have the stuff. That's what the Lord's saying. I cannot give you what you want until you have some stuff. So he's given us what we can handle. And if that's not enough to suit you, Get where you can handle more. Lord Jesus, help us this morning. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to come in and convict us of our level of conviction. Lord, we want you to show us the options that we've been exercising, saying that other Christians do this, or I can use my faith on the doctor or on the banker or on the whatever. But Lord, that's not your best. It's not the level that you've called me to here at River Church and in my personal walk. So I say yes to you, Lord. Let's just say yes to him at some level and then open your mouth softly in a whisper and say, this is what I'm saying yes to. Yes, Lord, I, I say yes to meditating the word, to finding a time to give to you that I was using for sleep or other things or TV. Lord, I, right now I'm drawing aside to give myself to the meditating of your word. Because I want to be your disciple indeed. I want to be a disciple that you can send. And I give you thanks, Lord, that you're going to help us. You're going to help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, amen. Well, that was serious. I know that was all serious. It was all... Uh, I can also take another hour and we can do something a little more lighthearted, but... <laughs> Or I we just wait till next week. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, we'll wait. Take me serious this morning. The thing that's, that, that, that's beyond the preacher, beyond what I'm saying, is that you're all going to face something that's going to challenge you. And we should be ready. It's not that the Lord's going to send it. It's not even that he's going to allow it. It's just that the, there's the flesh, there's sin, and there's the devil. And those things, and the curse, and there's the curse. It's just out there, and we're in the world. We're not of it, but we're in the world, and so it's going to try to get on you. Stand your ground. Amen. Now, does anybody need prayer this morning before we go? We'll pray for you this morning. You should leave here. You should have a conviction. I barely could get up to go to church, but I did go, and I was able to run home. Anybody? All right, y'all are good. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost just a moment here together. Let's end this thing on a spiritual end. We are Pentecostal. We pray in the Holy Ghost. Stir us up, Lord, as we stir ourselves up. 
Ikadehe so gadavihi si agalavehe si tabahasi. Shadita, strengthen us by your might in our inner man, Lord. Ega de behesi tabahada su tedere bu sadida bahatai. Surprise us with your goodness, Lord. <laughs> yes, I see financial things like a meteor coming to earth. It's going gonna, it's gonna to land in your life and it's going to explode and blow up your money. You're going to have more than you've ever had access to more in Jesus name. I see doors opening you couldn't have figured them out with a Watson computer. It's so going to surprise you, but it's so going to be exactly what you wanted and needed and what you sowed for. We are funded at River Church. We are supplied according to the work that is needed and our willingness to be used in that work in Jesus' name. Now let's just stop. Let's hold up our hands. I want you to have a conviction with me this morning that these are healing hands. Right there on the end of your arms, there are healing hands. They are burning with the anointing, with the grace and the, and the gifting of God. There's power in these hands. Dunamis, miracle working power in those hands. All ten fingers are all able to break the power of the devil and of sickness and disease in Jesus' name. It, break it off of people in Jesus' name. Lay them on yourself right now. Let's just... Lord, you are a quickening spirit and you quicken us in our mortal body. I call every lump and bump, every tumor and growth, every joint in Jesus' name to quit lying against the truth. And I evict you now in Jesus' name. I tell backs, tell your back with me in Jesus' name. Be pain-free. Be free. Be flexible in Jesus' name. We receive healing in our body now. Digestive tract in our ufrakesi. I see somebody's neck right now. Power of God. Oh, I believe I'll lay my hand on my neck. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. We take hold this morning. Hmm. We, we won't give it away until we've had it ourselves. Praise God. Hallelujah. Whew, thank you, Lord. Does anybody feel that? Just feel that right there. There's a refreshing that's just coming into your body. This body is bought with a price. Hallelujah. I tell it in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be healed. Talk to your body with me. Be healed. I tell you to be healed this morning. Not someday, some way, right now. Be healed. Take hold of the truth. Take hold of the Word of God. Take hold in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Does anybody have a bill coming up that's, that's uh, out of reach or out of range? Does anybody have a, a need that's coming up that you're dealing with and you go, and you're tempted to worry. You're tempted to, to, to have an option because it's so pressing or it's so big or it's so... Miss Lisa, come here, girl. We praise God. Who else? Is, is Lisa the only one? I know that can't be right. 
What is wrong with y'all? Amen. In Jesus' name. Lisa, I release you from the chains of this lie. Hallelujah. It's not based on your ability to make money. It's based on your ability to believe the Word of God. And I declare unto you the truth, the truth that my God shall supply all of your need according, according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, all of us can receive this this morning, so go ahead and get in. But I declare this need, this debt, this, this, uh, this account, this, this, uh, this, this emergency, whatever it is, I don't know. But I, I tell you, the Lord knows. And it's a lie against your life. And it's caused you to try to take anxious thoughts saying, what shall we wear, what shall we eat, and what shall we drink? And the Lord Jesus told us, he said, uh, you're more important than sparrows, and you're, you're better off than the flowers of the field. Take no thought. In Jesus' name, I address this need that's been weighing on Lisa, and I tell you to go in Jesus' name. I tell you to dissipate, I tell you to leave her life now. Just as you came in as a surprise, I tell you to go, but no surprise. We expect it. Be gone in Jesus' name. Now I speak to the supplier of this. Be quickened, and I tell angels, you are now commissioned. Go and cause this debt, this need, this trouble, this account, this problem. I tell you to go now in Jesus' name. This need is met. It is supplied now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Do you have a conviction that what we prayed is the truth? Yes. All right. Well, that's how it is, and it won't be different. Amen. Amen. You're a blessing. Anybody else got that while we were doing? Supernatural supply. The man of God is furnished. And it doesn't matter that you just started out this year doing stuff that people in here have been doing for years. He for the head of sea. You believe, Justin, and your believing will be rewarded. It'll set you free. And the troubler is now cut off. I cut off the troubler. Doesn't mean that he won't try to revive and re resurrect another way. But I'm telling you, this present trouble is over. I speak it and tell you to leave this man of God. Loose him now. And Lord Jesus, I thank you that you said the, the truth we know will set us free. I commission the truth that Justin knows. It's not as broad and long as some, but Lord, it's, it's powerful what he knows. And I tell it to loose him and set him free now. Devil, take your hands off this man of God in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now you can expect in just a little bit. I'm talking about a few days. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, a conviction is going to have, it's going to require a life change. In other words, the conviction over here, like about healing or about supply, won't let you play around with the world over here. Y'all understand, they are, they are all tied together. It's not like, well, I got, I've compartmentalized this. I believe in healing, but I'm going to, I'm going to be doing, I'm, I'm going to be doing this over there. That, it's going to all be a package deal. 
It's going to affect your whole life. A conviction is going to run through the course of your whole being. So if you're messing around with stuff, just quit it. Just, just quit it right now. Point to yourself with me and say, quit it. You can do it. You can do it. Quit it. Stop it. Do right. I'm telling you, the Lord is, he's like a pressurized chamber, like a, like a jet that takes off. It, it, the cabin's pressurized and that air is trying to get out, but they got it sealed off. And so this, this power that's in you is trying to get out of you. And we just need to cut, we need to shut the windows and shut the doors. Amen. We say this, a one inch screen door in a submarine sends it to the bottom. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And now let's see what Miss Melissa. There's just a there's a hovering over you right now. A hovering. Whoo, you have been keeping some angels tasked up. And I tell you, the the word that, that comes to me, Melissa, is that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And what you've done in private, just just you and him. There's things that, that Barry doesn't even know that you're, you're talking to the Lord about and that you're making plans with. I, I see that those things have been received by heaven. And um, kind of like Daniel had the 21-day delay, not all yours are delayed, but some of them had to be prepared. But I'm telling you, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's been an order put in in heaven, and it's being shipped out. And you are going to see some amazing differences. Um, your supply is not from the W, I can tell you that, and it's not from your family, but there is a supply. And you're going to have the things that God has offered to you and that you've asked for. You're going to have those things. But just don't look to anybody or anything or any particular time. Get a conviction that it's settled and then leave it alone. Settle it, and then leave it alone, and move on. You don't have to, you don't have to uh, pester God. You just have to have a conviction that this is the way it is. I remember I said that the, a conviction is low maintenance. It doesn't have to have, it has a life of its own. It doesn't need a lot of stroking and petting. It'll take care of itself. And I declare, I declare you, woman of God, to be funded in a way that is beyond your peers and beyond your generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Woo-hoo. Praise God. You know, if there's 300 people in the room, you can... You can... It's different. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's just lift our hands right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're so grateful, Lord. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving for us to be... So grateful. You've given us each a good, good life. And Lord, yet we know it could be better. So Lord, I'm thanking you for a better life. A better life in these end of the end days. When everything's going down the tube, Lord, we're going up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Does anybody have a testimony before we go? Anybody got something to share or something just related to today? Y'all happy? All right. Well, let's be dismissed.